Hi, everyone. This is Joshua Hoffman, and welcome to another episode of the Masters in Marketing Agency podcast, where we deconstruct the why and how agency owners found their success and discuss a few things they learned along the way. Today, I have Alex Fanchel, the CEO of New Standard Digital, a marketing agency helping global Fortune 500 brands and established startups drive predictable traffic, leads, and revenue. Welcome, Alex. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to be here. So I want to start off actually with your college major, which was finance, and how you never intended on starting a marketing agency. So can you actually just tell us a little bit more about that story? Uh, yep. So my dad, both of my uncles worked in finance. I always wanted to work in finance from a very young age, went to school to study finance, even spent a year at the London School of Economics, which was incredible. And I had an internship between junior and senior year in equity research. I wanted to work in investment banking. And then I graduated in 2008, which was the absolute worst time in history to try to get a job in investment banking. So sadly, that never happened. But then I got a job in management consulting, doing global brand strategy uh, and market research. So I worked with brands like Anheuser-Busch and Red Bull to do global market segmentation studies, which eventually led to what I do now. Which is what? Um, so now uh, we are a digital marketing agency and consultancy. In terms of the agency side of the business, we do content marketing and search engine optimization, uh, Amazon management and marketing. So if a brand sells on Amazon, uh, we can help them. And then various forms of paid acquisition, paid search, paid social, et cetera, et cetera. And then I say consultancy because we only do this with very large brands, uh, typically uh, globally or regionally or with a portfolio of brands within a category. Uh, we will work with the brands. We will do what we call a digital consumer decision journey mapping, which we will work to identify what our target consumers are currently doing online. What are they searching? Where are they visiting in terms of websites? What's going on on social? We'll also do competitive landscape mapping from there. Then what we'll do is we'll work with the team to define across um, uh, consumer decision journey life stages, awareness, consideration, conversion, what we want our communication points to be. And then from there, we'll actually map out uh, a uh, multi-channel, multi-life stage digital strategy that these brands then, who typically have uh, some of the largest agencies in the world uh, as a global agency of record, their team will then take that and execute on that strategy. That's interesting. Did you did you start with that service or did that like come out of a need? Yeah, great question. Um, so uh, that did not... Okay, so we started out just offering agency services. Hmm. And then when we started working with the first Fortune 500 uh, brand that we did, which was like a year and a half in, um, they wanted, they already had a large agency, uh, but they wanted a search strategy, an organic search strategy. So we created that strategy. Uh, that was a beauty brand in a very large portfolio of beauty brands. So we then developed global SEO strategies for some other brands. And then from there, eventually started uh, expanding to offering consulting, again, uh, multi-channel, multi-life stage strategy development. Did you say you said that was your first Fortune 500 brand? Uh, yes. How did how did you get them as a customer? Oh, uh, uh, so actually, this uh, I like this question a lot. Um, so uh, the last day job I had, 
they let anyone who worked at the company, uh, you could go take classes such as general assembly classes to learn digital marketing or coding, what have you. And I took full advantage of that. I went to general assembly classes multiple times a week. It was free and I loved it. And I always wanted to teach at general assembly. And uh, my friend introduced me to the instructor manager there. And we had many emails back and forth and nothing happened. So then I said, okay, let's just go ahead and create a meetup and just teach this class. So we had 25 people come. Uh, I then asked everyone, I said, please, please, please leave a review and say it was great. And people did. And then I emailed the instructor manager at General Assembly. I was like, hey, we just went ahead and did this and people really liked it. So then they said, okay, great. Let's do it at General Assembly. We then teach, and this was uh, like an intro to SEO. Um, so then taught at General Assembly, uh, you know, any individual could go. Um, didn't know this at the time. One Another uh, General Assembly instructor or course designer took the class. And she was like, this was the best class I've been to. Um, you know, maybe we can talk. And we said, sure. And they were like, we have a business uh, upskilling and education part uh, of General Assembly would you be interested in teaching this to businesses? So I said, okay, great. Um, so we got to teach uh, again at one of the, actually, I think the, the number ones uh, in terms of advertising spend in the world, taught a three-day class on uh, search. And then out of that, we actually closed one of the brands as our client. And we still work with that portfolio, however many years later it is now, four years, five years later. That was, yeah, no, that was great. I, I'm going to go take a step back now then and kind of ask a similar question, but can you kind of talk about how you started and how you got your first customer? Oh, great question uh, as well. Um, so I did not want to start an agency. Uh, I worked at an agency, a large uh, portfolio of agencies and, and the global new business team. And I vividly remember saying, I will never start an agency. Yet here I am today. Uh, what happened is uh, one of my good friends uh, was very good at digital marketing and, you know, just was a, a contractor, for lack of a better word. And she was like, uh, there's a potential client. I don't have capacity. Can you help them? To which my response was, no, I can't. I've, I've never done digital marketing. And she was like, come on. They're pretty cool. Just talk to them. So I said, okay. Got on the phone with them. Uh, they're an, an organic marijuana farm in Colorado. I said, what are you trying to do? They said, we want SEO. We want to rank on Google. I said, you don't want to do that? They said, we really want to. I said, all right, I'll get back to you. Brought in my one friend who at the time was on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. He got on the call. He's like, you don't want to do this. They're like, we do want to do this. So then I got my other friend on a call um, who had written some books on SEO. And I was like, is this even possible? And he was, yes. And he was like, yes, it is. So we partnered up. He was my original co-founder. Um, and for the first three months, I was like, this will not work. We will not be able to rank on Google. We cannot spend any of the money they give us. They're going to sue us. We're going to have to give back all the money and the world is going to end. And then in three months, we were actually getting really good results. We actually ended up building that site from literally zero to an all-time high, I think, of 875,000 organic monthly sessions. Um, and you know, after that three months, I was like, oh, you know, we can, we can definitely sell this. So it, it was not intentional. Well, obviously the first customer is really important, but I, and through your story too, I think the second part, second customer is, is arguably just as important because that almost starts the trend, right? Like that makes it a company. So how did you guys, did you use that to get your second customer or how did you guys get your second customer? Oh, that's a good question. I 
am pretty positive the way that happened. And this is actually one of the best marketing strategies that someone taught me. Um, I was just, you know, talking to a friend and he's like, Oh, what are you up to? And I was like, Oh, you know, we started, um, you know, offering SEO services and we're getting really great results. And then they're like, Oh, uh, you know, uh, I do consulting for some brands and I know a brand that could use SEO. Can, can you talk to him? And we said, sure. So, um, the way it happened is told the friend, we were getting really great results for our client. And then he said, I know someone who needs help. Can you help them? So referral. Yeah. And that, is that how you, is that the main way that you guys currently get customers? Or? Um, so our, our business has been built on, well, first and foremost, client retention for me is the most important thing in the world because it's infinitely easier to keep an existing client than to get a new one. And it's predictable. Um, but beyond that, word of mouth and referral uh, has been the vast majority of it. And then also upskilling. Um, we've done a lot of teaching with General Assembly over the years, done a lot of teaching on my own. Um, and that has led to a lot of new business. And I'll make one more call out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that first uh, Fortune 500 portfolio company we worked with, it's a humongous company with, I don't know, 40 or 50 brands. And with big companies like that, a lot of people come, a lot of people go. So because of that, Someone we worked with there left and went to another portfolio, and they're like, "Oh, you should talk to yeah. New Standard Digital," and that's actually happened a few times. That's no, that's interesting. Uh, you mentioned your original co-founder. Does he still work with you guys? Uh, so I want to say about two years in, uh, I bought him out. That was probably the most stressed I've ever been in my life because I was like, "I I don't know what what to do to run a business on my own." Um, so yeah, about two years and I bought them out. Was there any, you know, like lessons that you learned through that process? Like you wish you brought stuff up earlier or anything like that? Oh, this is, this is a very good question. Uh, I think this was unavoidable, but to your point, we didn't discuss what we wanted to do long-term, uh, until we were well in it. And, um, my business partner at the time, was like, I just want to make good money and, and live, you know, live a, a high quality life where I don't work all the time. And I was like, well, I want to build a, a business that grows. I want to build a big business and I want to work with these big companies. Uh, and we didn't discuss that until well into things. And if I were to do it over uh, with a co-founder, that would actually be the first part of the conversation. Do you think anything would have necessarily changed or at least you would have just known the outcome earlier? Uh, Oh, that's a really good question. I don't actually know the answer. I think it's possible that the business would have never got started. That's what I'm wondering. I I, I also think at the time, neither of us knew what we wanted um, or knew it was even possible. It was kind of just like, Someone is willing to give us money and we're going to work as hard as we possibly can. And then it worked and we're like, okay, let's see if we can do this and help more people. Yeah, no, I I think that makes sense. And my cousin went through something very similar and they ended up splitting and and everything. It was just two different mindsets going into the business. So I hear you there. Um, I do want to go back to your customers. Um, And obviously, you know, don't need to to say any of them specifically, but I really want to understand, you know, you work with big brands and and I think you work with smaller brands as well. So I want to understand, you know, what's the difference and the similarities between, you know, what you do for both of them? Uh, So super question. Um, So in terms of who we work with, we work with the largest beauty portfolio, the largest CPG portfolio, uh, largest pet portfolio, 
uh, one of the largest crypto exchanges, uh, one of the largest uh, fitness, uh, online fitness. So we work with some of these very large portfolios, and these are brands that are in everyone's house, in their beauty cabinet. If it cleans something, we probably worked on it. Um, and then we also work with uh, startups, uh, but also, I would say, direct-to-consumer businesses. So everyone we work with sells something online, or if it's B2B, you know, leads, and it's a SaaS service. One thing to note, we don't work with doctors, lawyers, car dealers, restaurants. I actually don't even know how to do that. Um, I, I imagine I could figure it out, but that's that's not my specialty. So that's it at a high level. In terms of the differences, though, I would say the if we're talking about well, really search or Amazon, what works for search, or what works for Amazon is usually uh, the same strategy. With that said, with a bigger brand, it is easier in many ways and harder in many ways. If I'm an established brand, talking about SEO and I have tons of branded search, and my website's been around for 20 years, and we have tons of PR, okay, my life is going to be really easy because I have high authority, and now I just need to create great content. Where with a smaller business, we don't have that. So the timeline is extended. So with smaller businesses, we have to be very, very mindful about setting expectations in terms of timing, particularly when it comes to SEO. But honestly, the same thing with Amazon. If I'm a new brand on Amazon, and my price point's higher, and I'm competing with uh, uh, foreign sellers who have very low price point and have 15,000 reviews because they've been around for five years and leverage black hat tactics, that is harder. So at the end of the day, what works from an SEO perspective, content, backlinks, high quality technical, that's always there. What works on Amazon, same thing. It is different though in terms of timing uh, and things of that nature. And then I would also say, with the big brands, it's the hardest thing actually is um, becoming an approved vendor. Uh, yeah. They typically require huge amounts of paperwork, yeah. um, like hours and hours of admin work to get approved in the system. Once you're approved in the system, though, life is great. Then you can work with the other brands and no one on either side wants to go through that process. So that is very hard. The first getting approved the first time, you only have to get approved once, at least in my experience is very hard, but then life is easy. But then also with the big brands, there is typically a large amount of scrutiny, um, whether we're talking Amazon, paid acquisition, SEO, in the sense that uh, the legal team probably wants to get involved and review everything, whether it makes sense to or not. There are usually very, very strict brand guidelines, or there aren't, but people are very um, opinionated on the brand, which they should sure. be. Whereas with smaller businesses, we have different challenges, like we don't have authority or we don't have reviews on Amazon, what have you, but usually we can uh, execute on our strategy faster. So there's pluses and minuses on both sides. Is there anything that you tried with like a bigger brand that worked with a smaller brand or vice versa that just fell on its face? Oh, that's... Or you could take that the other way. If you also want to say, oh my God, it worked and you didn't expect it. So I'll, I'll give you the option there. Um, that's a really good question. I'll, I'll say it this way with what I mentioned before with the bigger brands, right? They have brand awareness. If I have that, if I have existing search traffic, my life is going to be infinitely easier. Even if there is a lot of internal, um, compliance that I need to deal with, 
even if there's a lot of approval process, yes, it may be slower to actually get the strategy live, but once it's live, I'm gonna get results a lot faster. Usually working with big brands is the dream because all the difficult part, brand awareness, what have you, is already there. Now I just need to get my strategy approved and live. Whereas with the startups, the strategy is usually approved immediately, but the strategy going live does not produce results immediately. So said another way, or to try and answer the question a little bit more directly, the strategy that we leverage for a legacy brand or a small brand when it comes to uh, content slash SEO, uh, Amazon paid acquisition is usually very similar because in our experience, what works for SEO or what works for Amazon is what works for SEO and what works for Amazon. So I know that didn't fully answer the question, but I hope it sort of kind of did. No, no, I I, I think the, that that checked it off. Um, oh, I'll, I'll yeah, make I'll make please. one more call out there. Please. Um, when it comes to these large portfolios of companies, actually, this is the hardest part by far. Um, whether we're talking content, uh, Amazon, uh, or paid acquisition for that matter, these large portfolios will leverage um, uh, website CMSs um, or platforms such as uh, Sitecore or Demandware slash Salesforce Commerce Cloud and they will leverage these large global dev agencies. And a lot of stuff is done custom. So there are typically very large technical challenges that if I were to build a site on Shopify would have never been there in the first place and to change would not require a developer at all. Whereas now there are all these problems because they're using this, what I would consider outdated or overly complex uh, tech stack that I can't still in many cases can't figure out why you would do that. So that is a very consistent theme and always makes things so much harder because there are all these hurdles and technical challenges that if we could just move the site to Shopify or WordPress to keep things very simple, we wouldn't have to deal with at all. Which you can obviously hire Dev Noodle, our sponsor, if you need if any marketing agencies. Nice, no. <laughs> very nice. I don't think I've done that, but that was like too perfect. I was like, all right, let me let me put it's that one perfect. really quick. <laughs> um, few questions I tend to ask towards the end. Uh, if you had to teach something to other marketers, what would it be? Uh, okay, I will answer this in two ways. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing, um, if someone were thinking about starting an agency or any business, my answer is always the same. Your only job is to get someone to give you a single dollar. I don't care what it's for. I don't care if you're losing a ton of money. You probably will. Your only job is to get someone to give you a dollar. If you can do that once, okay, you can probably do it again. The second dollar in theory will be easier to earn. So that's what I always say. Um, In terms of marketing, I would say, you know, if someone is interested in marketing or just trying to do marketing better, I would say if something is complex, it probably isn't necessary and it's probably not the best strategy. When it comes to content and SEO, right? What are people searching? What is the intent? Do we have a right to win slash play? Can we create great content? Can we acquire backlinks? The strategy hasn't changed in years. It's very straightforward. It is not fancy. If Again, if it doesn't intuitively make sense, it's probably not a good strategy, frankly. And I would say the same thing applies with Amazon and paid social. Who should I target? I should go bottom of the funnel up. 
Um, how should I uh, manage my budget? Well, again, bottom of the funnel up. So I would say marketing the, I don't want to say simpler strategies, but the most successful strategies in my experience are very straightforward and just nail the basics and aren't trying to do anything fancy. Yeah, no, I, I like that a lot. Um, what do you enjoy talking about the most that you normally don't get an opportunity to talk about? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, well, personally, uh, I really like table tennis and video games. Which um, video games? Okay, that's a really good question. Uh, so right now, uh, just got into Street Fighter VI. Um, I was a big uh, Guilty Gear Strive fan, but you know, you got to go with the crowd so you have people to play with. Um, and then beyond that, typically I am uh, a CRPG uh, kind of guy. Um, and then my favorite game of all time is Factorio, which if someone hasn't played it, they shouldn't because it's the most addicting thing I've ever experienced. And it is a extremely slippery slope. What is it called again? Uh, Factorio. Okay, cool. I will, uh... the, the, the last time I played it, uh, this was last summer, I was, I was coming back from Greece and uh, there was no direct flight, so I had to switch flights twice. So the whole trip was 20 hours, and I literally played the entire 20 hours. And I haven't touched it since, thank goodness. It was kind of like, eat so much, you never want to eat again. So, yeah, it's very, very dangerous. Interesting. My my One of my two favorite games of all time is Minecraft. So I don't know if it's, nice. if it's anything like that, but um obviously graphics totally different and, and i'm sure it's different gameplay but it looks like you're creating a lot yes i could absolutely play 20 hours of minecraft straight on a plane or something so i i hear you there um are you guys looking to hire any positions right now um yep we are always looking to hire um i would say the most important thing for us right now is seo strategists slash account managers um for us uh, i should really say content marketing slash SEO strategist. Um, we think of them, you have to have both or uh, you can't get results. So people who have a depth of experience conducting keyword research, uh, developing content strategies based off of that, who understand uh, technical SEO uh, in great detail, regardless of the platform, who understand the concept of backlink acquisition. Um, and if this person is also capable of managing client relationships, that's mm -hmm. great too. But I would say people with a depth of experience in terms of both SEO and content marketing. And any books, podcasts, or newsletter recommendations? Okay, uh, I will go with books. I could uh, recommend tons and tons and tons. Uh, the first one for a business owner, Traction, mm -hmm. uh, without a doubt. Um, in terms of running a business, in terms of just the emotional side of running a business, uh, The Hard Thing About Hard Things uh, by Ben Horowitz. I think I've read it six times now. In terms of productivity, um, it I think, they, I think he retitled the book, but there's a book called Work Clean by Dan Charnas. Uh, Dan was a journalist, and he went to the Culinary Institute of America to learn to be a chef. And I had no idea, but chefs are the most prepared and organized uh, occupation on the planet. If you're cooking dinner for 100 people at night, physics will make it impossible if you do not plan accordingly. It takes a certain amount of time to boil water. It takes a certain amount of time to cook steak, uh, you know, to medium. Um, so chefs are the absolute masters of planning. And I learned so much from that book.
I don't know if someone's mentioned that book before, but I can't tell you how many times uh, a book recommendation is uh, like like from the chef world. Uh, what's um the big New York guy? Um, setting the table. What's the, I think that's the book name. But I will get that. Oh, it's he's the biggest restaurant tour. Uh, I'm just totally blanking on his name, but um, I, I no one's kind oh, of Dan, Danny Meyer. Danny that's, Meyer. That's exactly. who. I, that's who I had a feeling you were going to say, and I'm going to yeah. buy that book right after this. And and I, it's just it's so interesting. I actually didn't put the trend together until you just said it. I was like, wow, it's pretty surprising how often you hear about chef books, and and no one's explained why. And I wonder if that's exactly why. And because I haven't read any of them, but now you know, I, I think I should didn't have to. Um, awesome. Well, as we come to the end of the episode, I just want to give you an opportunity to mention how people can find you and anything else you'd like to end with. Uh, yep. Uh, so I'd say the best way to find us is our website, newstandard.digital, or to just reach out on LinkedIn. Um, the way we sell is anyone who is interested, uh, we will uh, do a free strategy call. It's actually more than a call. We'll jump on a quick call, learn about the business, learn about your goals. Then we will actually do work. We do all this for free, leveraging third-party tools. We'll look at your performance. We'll look at your strategy. We'll look at the competitive landscape. If it's SEO, we'll do keyword research. If it's Amazon, we'll uh, do competitive research, keyword landscape analysis or addressable market analysis there. And we will put together our strategy completely for free. Um, Our goal is to say, if we were you, if we owned your business, here's what we would do. Mm-hmm. If out of that, you like what we say and you execute on it on your own, awesome. We are very happy we could help. Mm-hmm. If you like what we say and you go execute on it with another agency, awesome. We were happy to help. If you like what we had to say and you want to work with us, awesome. Uh, we're happy to help. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And for those of you who have learned something new from this episode, please consider giving us a like or a follow so we can continue getting the highest quality guests. And as always, thank you for listening. Alex, this was a great episode. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. This was great. Thanks for listening to the Masters in Marketing Agency podcast. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I just want to thank our sponsors, DevNoodle. DevNoodle provides marketing agencies with the ability to offer their clients unlimited website design, build, and management services with fixed monthly plans. If website design, development, and maintenance is holding your agency back from growing, please reach out to us at devnoodle.com where we make websites easy, easy for you and easy for your clients, devnoodle.com.